Hello, everyone. I'm Mariah Muhammad with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We are thrilled to be joined today by Steve Nike, Chief Financial Officer of Healthcare Finance Direct. Steve, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Great to be here. Oh, I am so excited. Today, we'll be discussing empowering DSOs at the practice level. So with that, we can dive right into our conversation. So uh, give the listeners some foundation, Steve. Could you please, in your opinion, say what is one of the biggest problems DSOs are facing right now? Absolutely. And uh, of course, as a CFO, I'm going to come at this from a, from a financial perspective. I realize there, there are other aspects, but I would imagine the expectation is that I would focus on the, the financial perspective. And my response to the question is three words, empty treatment rooms. Our experience, and uh, we've been doing this for a while, uh, tells me that uh, in elective or retail healthcare, uh, providers have relatively low direct costs in individual treatments but they do have relatively high fixed operating costs. Um, that makes the cost of an empty treatment room particularly expensive for, uh, for elective healthcare providers and certainly DSOs. Here's the thing though, is I do recognize, um, and our experience also tells us, it isn't just about the money. Um, so what I wanted to say and emphasize uh, today, that we recognize that empty treatment rooms generally impact two statements for a DSO the financial statements, but also their mission statements. In our experience with DSOs, going to, uh, to uh, DSO-related uh, conferences and, and trade shows, we're very, very impressed by, um, I mean, obviously DSOs are an economic enterprise. They have to meet uh, economic objectives, but they're equally committed to providing access to treatment. And we definitely are here to support that as well. And so their mission statement to them is equally important um, um, as their financial statement. And if they can treat more patients, that's good for their financial statement, but it also helps them meet their mission in the marketplace. And so that's really how I see uh, that problem. And, um, and I know we'll be discussing it in, in, uh, uh, further in this call, but uh, um, we're here to support their financial statement objectives and their mission statement objectives to treat more patients. And the evidence of that is minimizing, it's not eliminating empty treatment rooms. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that insight. To go more into, you know, patient care, this may seem like a simple question, but it's a very important one. So the next thing I want to ask you is, why is consistent patient experience so important, would you say? And again, as a CFO, I'm <clears throat> going to see this primarily from a financial perspective. Um, in my view, a, a consistent patient experience is supported by a stable and reliable uh, DSO or uh, healthcare provider. So how does HFD support a provider's stability and reliability? Again, in support of that DSO's ability to provide a consistent uh, patient experience. Um, Considering that a patient's ability to pay uh, can be one of the most significant barriers to treatment, this uncertainty can be at odds with a consistent and reliable patient experience. Um, when a provider knows and they have the confidence that they can consistently offer a 100% uh, patient finance approval program, the patient experience then can include that level of certainty and that ability uh, to pay does not have to become a barrier to treatment. Um, Imagine the positive impact on patient experience 
when a DSO can remove that uncertainty and frankly, the anxiety that comes from a patient's question about their ability to pay for treatment. Because the core patient finance functionality, HFD has team members also that are completely focused on the related patient experience. In terms of that uh, consistent patient experience, we've heard DSOs, um, various DSOs talk to us about, they want a patient for life. Um, It's not just about each individual treatment or each individual visit, and it's also not about that individual patient. And so that consistent experience that that 100% patient finance approval supports, removing that anxiety, removing that uncertainty about whether the patient is going to be able to pay for that treatment, again, goes to the heart of supporting a consistent patient experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you've spoken about the empty treatment rooms and about patient experience. And something that you just touched on ties into both of those, and that is payment solutions that obviously have been affecting, you know, hospitals and patients. In your field and your experience, how does a lack of flexible patient financing solutions affect DSOs? No, that's a a great question. In our view, um, I'm basically going to partition my response. Um, uh, One response is going to relate to the patients and and one that relates uh, to providers. In terms of flexibility and the value that flexibility offers, every patient, there's the challenge of being able to pay for it, but every patient is different. And frankly, every provider is different. And so for patients, how we focus on offering flexible solutions. Um, HFD has for patients what we call multiple offers. And so when a patient applies and we provide the approval, and again, I never want to miss the opportunity to say we offer 100% patient finance approvals. So we treat approval as a foregone conclusion. We want uh, DSOs to understand that that will allow them to treat um, patient finance approvals as a foregone conclusion. But we don't just give a single approval. We have the ability to provide that patient with the approval, but then multiple offers, up to three offers um, that might address the different patient finance circumstances. Um, Maybe one has a longer term and therefore a lower payment. Maybe a patient can pay a larger payment. They can avoid um, larger interest costs and so they can choose a shorter loan term. Maybe there's a consideration around a down payment needing to be higher or lower. We try to offer those patients flexible options that they can match to their individual circumstance. So again, in addition to the 100% patient finance approval, but then different options for that patient so that they can relate it to their individual circumstance. Um, As far as providers are concerned, Um, Our business development team uh, that works with providers um, um, is able to offer providers a very robust set of standard pricing options. Um, We have an assortment of of approaches, I'm sorry, to sustainable pricing and term options for those uh, providers. Different providers have different financial circumstances. They have different patient treatment objectives. And so we want to uh, be able to offer providers that flexibility as well. How do you want to approach uh, your patient finance objectives? And um, our business development team takes a very consultative approach 
And in addition to those robust standard pricing options, we're actually able to, if we get information from a provider about their patient finance objectives that our robust standard pricing options don't address, we will take the time to tailor something with that uh, provider um, to meet those objectives specifically. In fact, um, uh, in talking about those robust standard pricing options, how we've gotten to the point that we have those robust options is they're a product of individual tailoring exercises that our business development team has engaged in with various DSOs around the country. And I want to contrast that by saying this is definitely not a here's our term or rate sheet, take it or leave it. Um, we want to be able to find the best fit for a provider, and our consultative business development team is equipped to do that. And so that's how we approach flexibility with the provider, in addition to multiple offers for uh, flexibility for patient uh, finance terms. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate your input <clears throat> on that topic. If we can actually go more into depth about the financial process for patients Obviously, society has been changing rapidly within the last couple of years, and so has the healthcare field, obviously. Um, so, you know, the standard way of living and running a healthcare system has been affected. For you, why should DSO practices deviate from the traditional patient finance process at this point in time? Shoot, another great question. And uh, to be clear, HFD isn't necessarily of the opinion that DSOs uh, need to abandon a traditional approach. The traditional approach tends to be heavily templated, and templates are at odds with flexibility. And so um, relating back to the, to the prior question that you asked and, and I provided a response to, why they would want to is because in abandoning or moving away from the traditional practices, what they're doing is moving away from a templated process into a more flexible process, flexible for them and flexible um, for those patients. And so that's their motivation to do that. But if there are any individual aspects of a traditional process that are serving the interests of the provider and the patient, we don't see uh, that a provider needs to leave, you know, the traditional process in a wholesale manner. Um, what HFD Oh, I'm sorry. Um, HFD doesn't want to transition DSOs um, into a traditional template, into an updated template. The point is flexibility. And um, we'll say that's the real F word is flexibility. Um, and they want uh, DSOs to know, we want DSOs to know that uh, that's how we approach um, that's how we approach patient finance in contrast to the traditional approach. Um, we may resemble some of the individual components of the traditional approach, but it's in a flexible framework rather than a rigid templated framework. I hope that makes sense, and I hope that uh, didn't seem circular. Um, that's a really important part of what I wanted to convey this morning is, is moving out of rigid templated approaches into flexible approaches. And you see that thread, that theme running through everything that HFD is endeavoring to do. Absolutely. And before I let you go, Steve, the last thing that I want to talk to you about is for you, how can your organization, Healthcare Finance Direct, empower DSOs? And what can practices expect once <clears throat> partnering 
with Healthcare Finance Direct. Here's what we believe the opportunity is uh, for DSOs with, uh, with HFD. What they can expect from us is 100% patient finance approvals with the idea that we're not only maximizing the, the patient's access to treatment, but we're filling those, uh, or working, I'm sorry, with the DSOs to fill those empty treatment rooms. Um, we want to shift the conversation um, at the DSO level. I'm just imagining a treatment coordinator and a patient in an office. We want to shift that conversation from treatment cost to payment affordability. And so that is definitely something uh, that uh, a DSO can expect from HFD. Um, I also want to say that the patient experience, um, referring back to when I referenced, you know, patient uh, for life, while we're making the patient finance aspect of these interactions work for the DSO and the patient with uh, HFD, we want to provide a positive, affirming patient experience. Um, not only at the time of treatment, but through the life of the, pay, uh, the payment plan. Um, you know, if a patient's signing up for 12 months, 18 months, or 24 months, the patient experience doesn't end at the treatment. For HFD, the patient experience is just beginning, and we're going to support that all the way, all the way through. Um, uh, just a quick uh, side reference: as the CFO, I don't necessarily uh, um, see. Um, the patient experience on a daily um, uh, basis directly, but I actually have scheduled myself to be on and observe um, a process that we engage in where we actually record and troubleshoot patient calls that come into our call center. Um, we go to those lengths. We have senior management on from our call center, but also even members of the C-suite why I, while I'm there, or I'm sorry, that's why I'm there, um, to observe those calls, troubleshoot those calls, because we're committed to maximizing a positive customer experience all the way through the life of uh, the repayment plan. So that commitment to the patient experience, in addition to the mechanics of patient finance, is definitely something that a, a DSO uh, can expect from us. Again, at origination, but on an ongoing basis. Um, another thing that the DSOs can expect from us is a single patient application workflow from a single source. We not only offer 100% patient finance approvals, but we're equipped now to offer those across the full credit spectrum. So from a top FICO score right down to a zero FICO score that we're going to provide 100% patient advance approvals, again, across that entire credit spectrum. Um, we also want to put providers in a position to not have to manage multiple patient finance sources if they choose not to. We're here to be their total solution, again, not for only for 100% patient finance approvals, but from a single source. But of course, if a provider doesn't choose that, we're fully equipped uh, to support any combination of patient finance options that that uh, particular provider uh, wants. That's one of the reasons, by the way, that our business development team isn't out in the market. I would characterize it as selling against our competitors. I realize that we have competitors and I realize that it's a competitive environment. But if we were out doing that, it would make it very difficult for a provider to utilize us 
in a group or assortment of patient finance options. And so we're here to support whatever works for that DSO and their objectives. And the uh, last thing that I wanted to point out and that we've done uh, pretty successfully is um, a co-branded option. Sometimes it's considered uh, or it's called white label for a DSO. Um, we tend to refer to it as a co-brand. So for instance, um, whatever the name of the provider is, provider pay powered by HFD, um, that allows a DSO to extend its brand identity into the patient finance process. And we definitely want to know, we want DSOs to know that we're here to fully support a co-branded um, uh, patient finance experience for them that puts them in the forefront, puts us in as the subtext so that the patient uh, knows that we're there. But again, so that uh, DSO, uh, DSOs invest a lot in their brand identity. We want them to know that we're here to support that as well, right into the patient finance process. That definitely all sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Steve, thank you so much for joining me today for this discussion. That was the last question that I have for you. And it has been a pleasure speaking with you. And I also like to thank our sponsor, Healthcare Finance Direct. You can tune into more podcasts and virtual events from Becker's Healthcare by visiting beckershospitalreview.com. Thank you again, Steve. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.